I heard keto does funky stuff to your body odor. You know what happens to all that fat that your body dissolved? You poop it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. Heck yeah. It seems a little low energy though, Pat. What? He seemed great. Me? Oh. Yeah. I'm um suffering. No, he seems from... like he's surfing the internet right now. Oh, I was. I was looking for something. <laughs> but you caught me. Way to call him out. Yeah. No listener. I have a bed. I have a terrible knot in my lat and it's hurting me so bad. Oh yeah, we're gonna was do a from... uh, muscles podcast again. I'll give you some. Was it from punching after. Brett? It was after what he did in the last so episode. Hard. No, I love that Brett's edit of the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna launch my music career. It was it, you <laughs> You're know, gonna be like Vin Diesel. It was surprisingly <laughs> in Man, tune. That song is way too good. enjoyable. It hurts my it like hurts my brain how much I like that song. I'm angry at you, Ash. Um I'm sorry. I know. I need Am to I the only one that doesn't want to hear Vin Diesel just like gruffly moan into a microphone? It's not my yeah. job. Yes. It's actually not bad, though. You should listen. Have you listened to it, to it yet? Yeah, yeah, he has. yeah I listened I to haven't. it. Oh, it's not my jam. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not into he's it. He's picky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but I, I. But I was introduced to it through the uh, the clip from the Kelly Clarkson show of the virtual audience dancing awkwardly. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that a was weird bad. sentence. <laughs> So it's that might have colored my experience a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't have listened to it that way. <laughs> that way was weird. Ash, who's this person staring at me from the corner? Oh, that's Ned. Hi. Hey, Ned. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, you guys are cool with me letting him in, right? I mean, he's wearing a mask. So, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this week we have Ned Donovan as our guest. Welcome, Ned. Thanks. I waved that I realized this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, the audience could clearly see you waving. So. Emote. They, Emote. They felt it. They felt the sentiment. <laughs> but if we'll you edit wave later. with enough enthusiasm, they will feel it. I mean, with that attitude, you have to, right? Yeah. You yeah. could probably wave hard enough to get a little bit of that airflow into the microphone. I'm doing it now. <laughs> like remember Brett. that remember that time it was Pat's pod birthday and I I bought the blowers that didn't make oh sound. It's, it's it's ribbon time. <laughs> oh shit, they don't oh, work. That's that is so sad. Don't make the noise. They don't here. make the noise. <laughs> Brett and Sam are blowing really <laughs> sad party time. blowers. <laughs> Thought you would have to actually like test these things I, before you use um, them. So I didn't know they made ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew to this. I bought the ones that looked the least cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we bought we bought oh, party blowers, really and we were gonna surprise them. We were like, like happy year anniversary, and like. <laughs> 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 Uh, it was true. I love that true. it's an audio medium, and it's a it's a perfect you know analogy for me. You know, a yeah. lot of build up and hype, and then disappointing. <laughs> Just a lot of hot air. <laughs> if I know one thing about podcasts, it's that sight gags are the best trick to get your audience mm-hmm. in. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of podcasts, you are a podcast creator, an actor, a director, or wait, I'm sorry, producer. 
You also have a web series, The Haunted. Tell us about all of your stuff because you have The Haunted Encore. I didn't finish the name. Sorry. Thank you for <laughs> completing the name. And I will I yeah. will correct you slightly only because there is a other web series very similar to ours called The Haunted. We are The Hunted. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. The, uh, 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 oh. We, we, were on a, we were on a festival circuit with them pretty frequently and we would get screened oh, together no. and everyone would get so confused. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh. So. Yes, hi, I'm Ned. Uh, I am I am a lot of different hyphens, mostly because uh, I got a degree in musical theater performance and had a bunch of people tell me I would have a very good career when I turned 40 and I was 23 and went, well, shit, and uh, <laughs> uh, started doing other things to fill my time. Um, I worked for a while as a stunt person, and so I did a lot of work in, wow, in fight choreography cool. and stunt coordination, and that led me down the path of various things. And then... Um, I, I, back in 2015, was feeling very artistically stifled, so one of my best friends and I made an album, which is 10 show tunes oh. from 1960 or earlier, rewritten for today's radio with a bunch of Broadway stars. And uh, Is it as good as the Vin Diesel song, though? Be honestly, honest. like, Vin Diesel can get out. My album's better. And, uh, <laughs> you know what, that. though I will <laughs> say, I will say, the, the, the celebrity song from Marvel Cinematic Universe we all should be talking about is... Jeremy Renner's Heaven Don't Have a Name because it oh, does no. have a name. It's Heaven. Like it's in the <laughs> title. <laughs> and, and I love it oh, so no. much. <laughs> uh, but so I made an album and then um, a guy I used to do stunt work with called me and was like, I have a web series and we've always wanted to make a musical spinoff. Do you guys want to do it? And so the, the Hunted Encore is an action comedy, rock musical, mockumentary web series about New York City vampire slayers. It is shot on a single cam shoulder mount where the cameraman is a character, and it is filmed as a documentary chasing these vampire slayers around New York City. Uh, everyone plays themselves. I'm Ned. I'm an actor. Also, I kill vampires. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's a wildly weird show that two seasons of which exist online. Is it really a mockumentary? <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> really kills it. I do, and we sing about it. It's great. Uh, and so you're that- doing a feature, sure, sure, yeah. right now. That's why you had to travel. <laughs> That's true. Hi, everyone. I'm in. I normally live in Brooklyn, New York. I'm currently in Kentucky because I'm starting shooting on a feature film on Monday, uh, which is exciting, and, and hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully, it goes somewhere that I can. I can enjoy to share it with people later, but I have filmed yeah. a movie where that didn't happen. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, as a podcaster, uh, my first podcast is called at the table, a play reading series. We produce new plays from emerging playwrights uh, as audio dramas with Broadway actors. And then um, I started working in that field for a while. And then my current show that takes up the majority of my time is called Encounter Party. Encounter Party is six professional voice actors and improv artists battling through an epic Dungeons and Dragons campaign and then heavily edited to feel like an audio drama. So the whole every episode's under an hour. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. And that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of projects. Thanks. I don't sleep. (laughs) Ah, I know that feeling. Definitely. That's how I feel editing just our one show. I'm like, how did this take like eight hours to do? And I cannot imagine doing like five. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Is it all the times that Pat explains my joke and then (laughs) – 
<laughs> my girlfriend gets mad at me consistently because she'll be like, oh, like, you don't have anything tonight. Can we hang out? And I'll be like, no, I'm editing. And she'll be like, I'm, I'll kill you. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's fair. So, you know. You knew what you were getting into, baby. Oh, man. She does not like it when I say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you're listening, don't break up with me, please. <laughs> Technically, you didn't say it. Ash did. That's true. Yeah. Get it, Ash. Great work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can call her if you want. Definitely do. That'll go over excellent. <laughs> what could go wrong? Solid plan. I'm in, it's, like the, it's a great plan. It's like those celebrity things where you can hire a celebrity to like say something. Well, and cameo. Cameo. I find cameo, cameo yeah. so weird and disconcerting. If someone ever I, paid weird. to send me a cameo, I would be very, very, very concerned. I, I mean, cameo right. from the creators of Fire Festival cameo? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, I want to start, start sending people cameos from celebrities they don't know who it is. Like, I want to yes. send, like, like my, my musical theater friends a bunch of sports stars, and I want to send, like, a bunch of, like, my podcast friends, like, a bunch of singers, and just, like, see what happens. <laughs> well, uh, cameo has a whole section of, like, YouTubers, and it's just like no one's gonna appreciate this, except for the the kidlets do. The kidlets do. (laughs) I mean, the YouTube that stuff's breaking through. There is a drink you can get at Dunkin' Donuts right now that's named after a TikTok star. This is how it measures success. If you have a drink named after you, you are successful in Pat's book. Honestly, the only goal for my career is get a Dunkin' Donuts drink named after me. Thank you very much. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, that is some. Like high level breakthrough to mainstream that like a large like a massive corporate like retail fast food chain is like aware of you enough to know that like oh okay we're gonna name a drink after you oh yeah I yeah. mean that was a little bit joking I definitely watch more YouTube than I do actual TV so mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I mean Coyote Peterson yeah I'd get a cameo from Coyote Peterson is he on there. I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Oh my he's like God. the new uh, he's Lighting. the new Animal Planet dude. He's just like I he, oh. remember all those videos where the guy's like I'm gonna get stung by this thing and like he would do no. he just hurt himself <gasps> on YouTube for oh he's hundred and twelve percent. I don't yeah. want that. He's got animal. He's got an animal show. His name's Coyote. That's. It's like a little, nose, it's bro. too, it's too on the nose. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> you guys can shit on this all you want, but until you watch it, I don't want to hear a peep out of you. It's so peep. good. This is me peeping. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not wanting to hear it out of you guys, before we actually get to the movie, we are watching Great. Ned. None of these assholes have fucking seen snakes on the plane. Ah! So I couldn't get them to choose it, and I'm so mad. I would have been fine, guys. I was I was in the first I was in the Sam first did. showing in America, the first audience to see snakes really? on a plane in a theater. Yeah, whoa, that's awesome. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, dressed up with snakes on. It was great. great. So great. I mean, I, I used to wear I used to, to wear a t-shirt to high school that that just said S O A M F P, and no one ever knew what it meant. <laughs> Oh, it's great. I would have teachers be like, Somf? And I'd be like, don't Google it. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, we'll have that's to come back and do that one eventually. Can I come back and do it? Like, if you do yes. the Absolutely. can you just call me? <laughs> yeah. Great. It's I'm so in. much fun. Oh, my God. What a and film. And it's like. I want to talk about one moment in that film good. just real quick because <laughs> there's a moment where the bad guy who has spoilers placed snakes on a plane 
Uh, wow, he, what? He gets a, he gets approached by one of his like guards who's like, "Boss, are you sure we could do that? We should do this." And he goes, "What other choice do I have? I've exhausted every other yes. option." I want to be like, "Really? And you're like, no. Every other option? <laughs> this is the last no. choice we have." <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's like watching a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie that was made in modern day times. Oh it's god, so what good. a film. We'll be uh, back to that one later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really wonder how that one will hold up cuz like <laughs> I've watched it since like, high school. Well, we went on a little bit of a like a classic fa- things we enjoyed mo- video watch <laughs> the other day and it was just like some of this stuff's only like three or four years old and fuck it's not funny anymore. Like <laughs> like old school. Yeah. Oh, Shout yeah. out to um, old school. Yeah. Hard to watch. <laughs> really? Yeah, That's been sure on our list is. forever. I'm so sorry. I that, oh, Sam, you were going to have that so out many in problems college. with that movie. I wore it out in college, and I'm yeah. sure it doesn't hold up. There's yeah. only a few that I, do. Role models? That movie still is funny yeah. as hell. Yeah. But that movie was so underrated at the time, and it it's broke so my heart. It's so sweet. It's such a sweet it's film. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I... I, I Still think one of the funniest moments in film history is when that little kid, they get out of the Jeep and Paul Rudd looks at Sean William Scott and says, hey, can you pick us up in three hours? And that kid looks him square in the eyes and says, fuck you, Miss Daisy. (laughs) 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 I I think about that moment all the time. We still look at each other and just go randomly, Minotaur. (laughs) Minotaur. (laughs) Joe Latruglio, shout out to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Wait, he's in it? That's the I, guy who says yeah. Minotaur. Oh my god. I literally I watched it and then we were like, we should do it for the podcast. And then here we are five years later and I haven't seen it since. Joe Latruglio is the guy who says a Minotaur. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think, I'm so I know. Excited. We're not talking about I think my favorite is how they were how they interact with Jane Lynch. Like their reactions Brilliant. to her, like oh and, right, and she's like, "Why did yeah. you put your fi- do the air quotes? Are you implying we're not really here? We're not really here." <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to oh, Jane Lynch, who's now that. hosting the remake of uh, uh, Weakest Link. Jane I Lynch saying "You are the weakest link goodbye" is really strange. Yes, I got a casting director reached out to me, and they're like, "Would you like to be a contestant on the show?" And I was like, "I mean." Yes. I guess. And then they were like, we're shooting in August. And I was like, sorry, no. You, no, you no, passed no, that too up? too soon. It yes. is a pandemic. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, mm, no. But you also, are the weakest link goodbye like, sounds too polite for Jane Lynch. It she, does. she does it with a snark. It's at the end of the, at the, end of the, the promo. She goes, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, I want like... Ah, you fucked up. Get out. Like, get off the show. New show called Get Off the Show. Listen, it's 2020 and everything needs to be more intense now. We're not fucking around anymore. Yeah, real life's there already. Like Like a circus. (laughs) Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, and uh, that's the end of the show. No, but you're the only other person Uh, I've ever heard say that. Oh, I've always said it all the time. I said it was camping. Camping is a good one, My boyfriend says the camping one. Yeah. There's yeah. no way we can continue from here. Uh, I'm guys, so sorry. I've right. shut down the Ned, show. We're cutting, <laughs> yeah, we're cutting Ned, all of this. It's fine. I can be hyper. Uh, Ned, what movie are we watching? We are watching a, a an absolute favorite of Ned Donovan circa middle school, high school. Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, starring Forrest yeah, we Whitaker. Are. Yeah, we Pat are. Pat is so excited. Oh, He's been talking about this movie for so long. You have no idea. <laughs> He is very they, excited. It's it, something it, they have never heard of it. 
And I'm like, what? Yes, we have to do it. I love it so much. And this is <sighs> like, this is really breaking like one of the cardinal rules of the podcast in that we're actually watching a movie that I said we were going to watch at the Again. end of the episode. This yeah. is this is the fucking 2020 bizarro world. No rules exist. The universe is broken. Here we are watching Ghost Dog. What's it about? Wait, you said this at the end of one of the podcasts? I'll read the, the, uh, the one. Wow. Uh, I think I was on the show when he did it. We talked about it, and I said. That's right. No, that movie's awesome. We need to do it. It's um, so good. So I, guys, I'll, I'll, I'm going to read the excited one. excited about this all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read the one sentence synopsis from IMDb. An African-American mafia hitman who models himself after the samurai of old finds himself targeted for death by the mob. Wait, that's it. There's a lot to to unpack. Please roll that back. Yeah. Take it (laughs) a little slower. An African-American mafia hitman who models himself after the samurai of old finds himself a, wait, wait, targeted. Wait, 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 wait. He's a samurai. As a as opposed to the samurai of new? You don't well, know. You just don't see them coming. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Okay, okay, continue. I watch yeah, American uh, Ninja. Don't you watch American Ninja? You're confusing Ninja? samurais and ninjas, Ned. <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah. see a samurai coming. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's like their whole point. Is they yeah, they're not John Cena. Honor. They're not John Cena. <laughs> 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 uh... <laughs> Okay, so uh, he finds himself targeted for death by the mob. Uh-huh. Okay. Wait. So his so, employers. It, okay, hold on. Is it is it a different is it different than the mafia? You're gonna have to watch the movie to find out, Brett. I'm not spoiling uh, that for you. Uh yeah. Ned? It might be two different things. Because <laughs> they said yeah. the mafia and the mob. Is it the same did they just interchange it? Or is it I no, I'm so curious. I gotta watch it. Whoever it was is, writing the description was like, we can't use the word twice. So <laughs> <laughs> Your name's Mario Mario? So <laughs> this came out in 1999. Oh, um, man. Excellent. It A was year of the worst and... CG. <laughs> it was... so people well, are going to be worry about pleather. That. We don't have to worry about that with this movie. Um, Ghost Dog is entirely under... CG. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's an actual... It's a dog that talks with Forrest Whitaker's voice. Okay, I thought it was going to be animated with Ghost Dog initially. Oh my god, this is amazing. Um This is I just was, I don't understand. <laughs> I love this ending. It was written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. Am I saying that right? Sure. I have Jarmusch. no idea. Can you do the fan Jim Jarmusch. It's a name I'm familiar with, but his stuff is uh, obscure. I'm going to read off um, six movies because they keep coming up as like stuff he's written and directed as his most well-known works. I've seen one of these. Um, Coffee and Cigarettes. Oh. Broken Flowers starring Bill Murray. Mm. Um, Dead Man, which is the one I've seen. It's a weird cowboy movie. Weird, trippy oh, cowboy movie Depp, starring Johnny right? Depp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could not. So far, I have not liked any of his films. <laughs> Stranger Than Paradise, Down by Law, and Only Lovers Left Alive. There's that period of time when Bill Murray was just, like, sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was that was period. It? Isn't Coffee and Cigarettes also Bill Murray and Tom Waits? Oh, Tom man. Waits is definitely in a couple of his things. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Coffee and Cigarettes is literally Bill Murray and Tom Waits. <laughs> and that's it? It's like a two-man show. <laughs> One's coffee, one's cigarettes. I'll let you guess which is He's, which. He he does. I, I was curious, so I looked up some of these movies. He does a lot of um, 
movies that are like vignettes strung together or like different groups of people. Um, okay. And let me look here. Well, Coffee and Cigarettes stars Roberto Benini, Stephen Wright, Joy Lee, Sinke Lee, Steve Buscemi, Iggy Pop, Tom Waits. Buscemi? <laughs> Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Isn't it Buscemi? Oh, I don't know. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He, he, a lot of these people, he reworks with the same cast a lot. Bummer is not in it. Oh, so wait, oh. vi- like a vin- is he's a vignettes kind of movie? Like a, it's more of a theme than a plot. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, like um, the movie Trick or Treat. Uh, shout out to Trick or Treat, my favorite Halloween film. Really, really, I love Trick or Treat. I have not seen that one either, guys. I guess I'm coming back. When you twice say Halloween now. film, are you defining it by because it like takes place at Halloween or your favorite horror film? It's not a horror film. Uh, it is my favorite movie to watch at Halloween. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, it stars Forrest Whitaker as the titular ghost dog. <laughs> and then no names you've probably heard of. A few faces you might have seen in a thing or two, but I don't. A bunch um, of like classic ins- wise guy New York actors. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was about to say insert mm. generic uh, late middle-aged mafia guy. Okay. And then multiply it by like 12. So he's like Scorsese, like a Scorsese. I I think I think when I was when I was like googling some stuff again to like to like think about this movie, someone wrote a bunch of sub Scorsese actors. Ooh, <laughs> ouch! Scorsese rejects. Ow. He's definitely uh, on Brett's shit list. Yeah, I, we're we're gonna have to come back to this, but I I I'm postulating that that. Scorsese might actually not be good at making movies after all, and we've been giving him more credit than he deserves. I mean, he's been on my shit list since his MCU stuff, so it's kind of yeah. so. He Listen, can right he can off. be on your shit list, but he does make good films. We're slow. Makes we're a good, hell we're, of a movie. We're slowly working our way back th- through it. Uh, start, good, starting with yeah. uh, we watched. The, uh, we talked about this already, right? We watched Gangs of New York, and I was like, "What is this fucking movie? It doesn't hold up." <laughs> <laughs> Definitely dated. You should watch in a Hugo. He did Hugo. Hugo's fantastic. Yes, yeah. that's what I keep trying to tell you guys. You're like, all he does is like mafia movies, and I'm like, no, no, he does other shit too. Other shit, but also he makes great shit. mafia movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not find stuff on budget, but opening that's always week- a good right. sign. Yeah. I mean, do y'all, <laughs> y'all want to guess, like, opening weekend USA, gross USA, cumulative worldwide? In 1999, uh, a okay. year that yeah. I was alive and aware of media, and I hadn't heard of this movie? 80 million. Oh, you're generous. Oh, wait, opening? Oh, sorry, I was thinking gross. Oh, well. <laughs> I think that's still, still, generous. Gen- still generous. Generous on both. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you didn't find a budget? This had a no. $35 million budget and made, like, 15 yeah, that Oof. tracks. That's my guess. guess. You're guessing? Yeah. That's pretty um, low. I'm going to say like it made $30 million. I'm going to work backwards. Okay. <laughs> Cumulative worldwide gross was $9.3 million. Oh, no. Oh. USA gross was $3.3. Ow. Oh. Opening weekend was 166000 Oh. Ouchie. So, you know. My eighty million wasn't that far so they off. so they had like a, an opening in like one state then. No, I'm pretty sure this was like a very New York favored film. Period. Mm-hmm. I never heard of it. I don't think this opened where I lived. 
I found uh, out about this movie because I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan and it's scored mm-hmm. by RZA. And so yep. I bought the, the soundtrack prior to seeing the film when I was a kid. Mm. Yep. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. Soundtracks would drop before the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so they, oh, well, the Frozen 2 soundtrack, you could listen to that on Spotify before the oh movie. Oh my came God. Out. Just you want to know how I know? Just stop. No, <laughs> just stop. Daughters. So the, 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 uh, the yeah. everything that we watch is problematic part of my brain wants to know, uh, you know, it's, it sounds like the soundtrack's going to be good, but um, Ghost Dog, <laughs> who is also a samurai and a yeah. mafia guy, is yes. the, did, was the writer of this film a white guy? Anna, Anna yeah. Hitman. Oh yeah, yes. Jim is Jim, Jim is, is very white. Very white. Wait, can mm-hmm. I can I ask a question that you all are definitely going to laugh at? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. please do. Absolutely. We want to laugh. Is is the With humans you, not at is you. the humans mafia name Ghost Dog and there isn't actually a dog in this movie? <laughs> yes, I, that, oh is, that yeah. is correct. No! This is why I was asking because yes. it yes. sounds like a, a white guy who's like, well, well, that's like a common thing, right? Like Snoop Dog, like you can just put any word in front of dog, and then it's really funny it. you say that because I didn't remember I, a scene from this movie. I am so disappointed now, it's and I'm really, funny. really sad. Yes, uh, so, I will say though for you. Uh, no spoilers. There are animals. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Oh no! But, oh yes! Oh wait! Oh no! Sam, you're not. There's a scene. Sam is not gonna like. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. There's gonna be actually like two scenes. Sam is not gonna like. So we're we're actually doing snakes on a plane, and <laughs> that might have. I more. mean, I figure hey, they probably kill a lot of fucking animals on snakes on a plane. plane. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely get hurt on snakes on a yeah. plane. <laughs> but at least you know it's a fucking rubber snake. Uh, not only snakes get hurt in snakes on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember what else happened. So no. <laughs> uh, Jarmusch stated in an interview he wrote this role of Ghost Dog specifically for Forrest Whitaker, and if Whitaker hadn't taken the role, the film probably would not have been made. Uh, cool. That- <laughs> this is a fact we're going to have to revisit after the film because yeah. That that might either be like, yeah, I can see how Forrest Whitaker was the only one who could have made it that good, or I will have many questions. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, most of this stuff is like kind of after, so I don't have a ton. But uh, as the main character, Forrest Whitaker doesn't have an on-screen non-voiceover line of dialogue until about thirty-seven minutes into the film. <laughs> oh, oh, right. so you know it's good. So, so it was the uh, infinite cutting room, like. This doesn't make sense. We just got to have him ADR all of his lines to build a plot thing. No, no, no. Because he does. No, no. It's for the character. It's a. I know. I feel like I'm setting you guys up on purpose. I'm doing a rope a dope on you. <laughs> this is a good movie. I think we're all going to like it. I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's part of the Criterion Collection. The words the words oh, you're wow. using haven't been building it up. Part of the Criterion is, Collection. Why can't we find it streaming anywhere? There is, there is no question this movie is weird. Uh, this okay. movie mm-hmm. is fantastically made as a movie, and none of your expectations are in line. Okay, <laughs> you're okay. whatever you're, and there's nothing we can say that won't spoil it. You're not ready for the the pacing is different. It, it's it is definitely a unique piece of cinema. I think at the end of the day, you might not. I don't know you guys, so you might not like it, but I feel confident you won't have ever seen anything like it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like we haven't talked a lot about this movie. And, you know, we usually talk a lot more about the movie before we watch it. I don't know. I don't want. I kind of just want to 
get into it relatively soon here because I really want to give us plenty of runway to talk about it after. Yeah, because this is, I mean, with with Ned's pitch there, I'm very intrigued because all of your facts of this movie have been uh, the historical red flags. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's feeling like it could be dare I say it, a Boondock Saints. Like, from my perspective of not seeing it. Ooh, we should get into the movie because otherwise I'm going to debate. I'm not debate. I'm going to break down all of the similarities and differences very quickly. Okay, Okay. good. Well, (laughs) you should do that because that was like the most traumatic episode for us. Yeah. I don't, Uh, I'm, as someone who was with you up on that high horse of, this is going to be great. And then be like, oh no, that was terrible. And that was bad. And that was, I don't think this is going to be the same. I think it's okay. going to be good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ned Ned doesn't know exactly what that statement meant. Uh, Boondock no, Saints was the first half of the episode. Is the That's the episode where all of us were just like, this is going to be dope. And then we had only negative things to say in the second half. Boondock Saints yeah. does not hold up. Uh, uh, and I haven't seen Ghost Dog to know if it does. But what I can say is my memory of Ghost Dog is as a person who loves film and cinema and grew up wanting to be a filmmaker and an actor, like I got a bunch of master classes from this movie. Oh, okay. All right. Hey. All right. Well, why didn't you just say that in the beginning? Jeez. Because it's way more fun to use <laughs> mafia and mob in a sentence. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the copywriter did not know what to write for this film. Oof. So, so for, it, Forrest Pat? Whitaker I don't and want anyone to else? I mean, there's nothing else. Uh, I don't believe... That's... There's one guy whose name I don't know, but he is, like, a bad guy in, like, half of the movies I liked as a kid, so he obviously was killing it at one point. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, there'll be a few faces. You'll be like, okay, I'm pretty sure I've seen that person in something mm-hmm. before, but I really don't think if I say any of these names that they're going to ring any bells. Okay. Well. Right. Final thoughts well, or predictions? So, yeah. I mean, Sam, Brett, and I haven't seen it, right? So we don't really have, nor yeah. had we heard of it. So we don't have any expectations. Cool. I, I feel oh, like. I have expectations, and I okay, now know they're all wrong. I was expecting <laughs> like a Cujo meets White Fang sort of deal, and I'm not getting I'm, any of that. If I got anything else, I'm way off. So now I'm sad and I'm hoping I can get over it. I wanted, I'm I'm excited to find out, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it would be like a bad dog movie. Um, No, (laughs) no. So you thought it was like an Isle of Dogs scenario or something? I, I mean, I knew it wasn't stop motion, but you know. You know, yeah. I briefly thought it might be animated with the like ghost the sequel dog. to Balto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it, it, then the way of the, the samurai dark sequel to Balto. He I... died. Now he's a ghost, but he's a samurai. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Brett. No, it just seems like every every consecutive descriptive sentence about this movie is completely changing my expectations of it because. I love it. Because Ghost ghost Dog, you're like, okay, Way of the Samurai, what? And then uh-huh. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker yeah. Yeah. is a mafia hitman 
who likes to dress like a sam like this is a this is a joke of a description of a movie so like and then and then you're yeah. both just like but it's brilliant and like what am i supposed to think about this <laughs> these taglines don't help at all uh all oh, assassins man. all assassins live beyond the law only one follows the code Okay. Oh, 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 and no. of course, I your mean, your tagline should not allowed to be longer than you can say in a single breath. That's yeah. that's yes. my also. Rule. Whatever marketing person wrote this next one, or they didn't write it. They just should get their check, their paycheck taken away from that month they worked on it. Live by the code, die by the code. It's just like an intern. I think that's what's on my DVD right. cover of the DVD I own of this movie. That's at least better um, than the first one. It's though. much better because at least it's like tight and snappy. Yeah. But anytime you have to start with all assassins don't follow the law or whatever, like you're yeah, already lo- you've lost me. <laughs> but like this guy is a rogue, even for assassins. I think <laughs> best case scenario for this film, uh, for me, it so far is it's leaning really hard into some kind of crazy absurdist like plot. And Hold up. I I want to read the top five. Um, keywords for this plot okay. too to okay. further to further throw some more logs on this fire for you guys uh-huh are you just trying most to of change them, brett's like no prediction? just i think it's funny it's i just make think it it's funny now uh the plot keywords the top five uh crime boss samurai african-american hitman pigeon what <laughs> Pigeon. Let's what let's just fuck? let's just all recall that I said that there are animals in this movie. Oh, oh okay. What? what is pigeon? <laughs> now Top I'm five. Back, now I'm back to thinking it's animated. Why? <laughs> five. Wait. So, like, when you're googling this film, you type in pigeon. Pigeon's a significant uh, keyword. Yeah. Wow. What the fuck are we watching? Okay, because this is guys, why we don't watch the pigeons. movies that Brett jokes about at the end. <laughs> but here's the thing: is like, I but now I kind of I I feel like there's room here. I believe For them. What? I believe them. This could be so insane. Brett, it's amazing. This is what I'm hoping pigeons. for. That's uh, maybe it's not okay. my exactual oh my expectations God. in real life, but my dream. Is that it's going to be an absurd mess that that I can enjoy because I love absurdist things. It's already an absurd mess and we haven't even watched it yet. I thought she was going to say and we haven't even enjoyed it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, oh, my God. I didn't know that this movie exists. Um, You're welcome. I'm going to be very sad if he does not use a samurai sword. Because then I'm going to call bullshit on this whole samurai thing. But he follows uh, the code. Okay. Yeah, but like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what to think about this. I don't know anything I'm about your guys' movie taste, so this is amazing to know that you're going in blind. Because like, I can't even <laughs> yeah. predict things for you. I can't even try to be helpful. I will say I have seen the poster because I Googled it to see the poster to like try to find, you know, I Googled it. We were trying to find it streaming and the poster doesn't make it look great. (laughs) I will say that. Uh, We'll see. I guess we'll see. I'm not a huge fan 
of Whitaker either, personally. I feel like he's a bit of an overreactor uh, a lot of the times. Um, he can be he can be reeled in, but if he's not reeled in, like uh, his character in Star Wars, I was just like, dude, bring it down. You are like at a 13. <laughs> you need to be at a nine. Like, bring it down, man. So I don't know. Like you guys were saying like, oh, but he could make it good. Like I... I don't uh, hopefully hold that thought as long we'll talk in a couple hours (laughs) all right I hope that I'm proved wrong Whitaker reaction dot gif yeah (laughs) then you give him (laughs) it'll just be that shocked guy's face for me (gasps) what's that line from community where he's teaching him how to fight it's like keep saying sup but it's not a question it's a statement sup sup and then you give him Forrest Whitaker eye and stare deep into his soul One of the great Donald Glover lines of the 20th century. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. That's my uh, third well, podcast. I'm starting a community appreciation podcast. Oh, I'm down. So you brought this to us. I think I, think I gave are, you guys, I think I gave you guys like five movies, but this might've been the first one on the list. It was, it mm-hmm. was. And also so, I was definitely screaming from the rafters. Yeah, Pat jumped Pat on Pat was it. super excited. <laughs> Pick Ghost Dog. Pick it. <laughs> my expectations okay i i i remember all sorts of things about this film because i watched it all the time which is weird because there are things i loved about it and things i really disliked about it even then um Ooh. what i can remember about this film truly is that because for me when i first heard the soundtrack and read the title i immediately got an image of what i thought this movie was going to be and I was so wrong that I started watching it over and over and over again to figure out like why choices were made, which is why I feel like I got a masterclass in movie making is like, there's so much about this movie. And, and to me personally, like what it does more than anything is subvert expectation. Like every time you kind of have a beat on where you think it's going, it's giving you something else for a very specific reason and like love it or hate the film. I think it's a beautiful case of like unique filmmaking that I've never seen again. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Pat, how about that, you? That sounds. We I'm excited. excited. I'm excited because two hours from now, you three all are going to have a new favorite movie. I mean, like, wow. I am excited because I do feel like when people like Ghost Dog, it becomes like a bit of a of a conversation point of excitement whenever you meet other people who've even heard of the film, let alone seen it. <laughs> your other Ghost Dogs. Also, another movie I'd like to pitch for your podcast, just because listeners go listen to it or watch it. Dog Soldiers, horror movie from England. Watch it. Check it out. <laughs> Does that one have animated dogs? With the dog theme? It doesn't. Uh, uh, then I'm out. The, the, the elevator pitch of that one is a bunch of British soldiers think they're on a, a war games with uh, special forces, but they're actually being hunted by a pack of werewolves. Great film. Ooh. I will take werewolves. Wow. I'll take werewolves. All right. It's a single location movie, and I really want to adapt it for the stage. That's where I'm at. Mm. Okay. Nice. Anyway, Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog. Let's I think go. we should watch it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, Ned's Ned's prediction here his watching it many 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 times in the past makes it sound like it might end up being like a substitute caliber film oh we lost ash damn it uh she was her excitement was too much for her she just hates us which uh (laughs) the substitute fuck you guys (laughs) just (laughs) fuck you i'm out Uh, i accidentally hit command Q and just why are you command Q us? Why are you command Q? Me too. Why would oh, you do that? 
She was ready. Was, she was like, I'm ready to command Q. And then she just hit it. I'm right. ready to go watch this film. Okay, Bye. But how many people use that command key on the regular? <laughs> Ash, uh, well, I'm a video editor, so a lot. So am I, and I don't use it. <laughs> uh, but, well, we'll see. We'll see how things go. We're going to pause the show and go and watch Ghost Dog Wave the Samurai. And God help us. Why, hello there, podcast friend. I'm Ash Blodgett, co-host of the podcast Let's Rewatch. Together with my co-host and Red Opera D&D campaign writer Pat Edwards, we made a short film in quarantine called Joining Call. And it's finally coming out. The film is the story of a group of people trying to get together to play D&D via a video chat. But all the usual quarantine issues get in the way, such as kids. Daddy, is this Game of Thrones? Bobby, what are you doing? Daddy, no, come on, it's bedtime. Poor internet connections. Thou must cast ye techno devils from thine magic picture box. Couples at each other's throats. I want to blow some ogres up with a fireball. Why is your first instinct to always kill things? And more. Zoe, stop drinking! Oh, that reminds me! I haven't had the boss yet! The film basically takes a snapshot of what life is like right now through the lens of nerds. So join us on our quest November 20th over on my YouTube channel, TV for the film's premiere. You can get there by going to youtube.com slash TV. And that's stash as in S-T-A-S-H. Till then, I'll just be over here practicing my nat 20s. Ooh, critical hit. Hey, everybody. We're trying to put together a special holiday episode of the show, and we need your help. We want to hear your memories of your favorite holiday movie. We've set up a hotline for people to call in and leave a message that you can reach by calling 971-517-8898. It's your chance to be on the show and share those good, good holiday vibes with the rest of the Let's Rewatch community. Help us out, join the party, and we can all take a stroll down memory lane together. One more time, that number is 971-517-8898, and you can find it in the show notes as well on letsrewatch.com. Thanks in advance for participating. I can't wait to hear your stories. How do you not do He's a Wu-Tang a ghost song? Because it's the never-ending story of Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog. <laughs> da, 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 there we go. I like Thank it. You. Yeah. <laughs> Ned's breaking the pipes. Is, I love it. Oh, yeah, how did we get there? From Who knows? But okay. I like it. I'll take it. Is because it ended in a suicide. I want to talk to the three of you that had never seen the film before. To be honest with you, I just want to. <laughs> I want to hear things. Woof. <laughs> wow. Oh no! Uh, Ned and I oh, already wow. had our conversation over like Discord direct messages, and we're both like, Ned and I are. Sorry, I said. Nick I'm tonight. all I'm, in. I like I this movie so Ned, much more yeah. than I used to. <laughs> oh boy! I want to. I want to talk about it because it was. Uh, Depending on which perspective of mine that I look at it, it was both better and like worse than all of my expectations simultaneously. Yeah, I feel like you guys like maybe talked it up too much, <laughs> and you should have maybe not. What? No. What I made you think that they nothing. talked it up? I regret nothing. Uh, they said a lot of things about talking it up. I feel like the first thing it is made that 
the list of keywords needs to be revised and pigeon needs to be moved <laughs> higher on the yeah, list. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Weirdly, yes. Absolutely. And bears need to be put on there, yeah, where's I guess. Bears? Which, by the way, for context, for the listeners. Oh, don't give it to them. I will. They don't deserve it. Oh. <laughs> No, I was going to say we watched the film without the subtitles for the French guy. Uh. And that was like really important, actually. Like otherwise the scene with the bear was like, what the fuck is happening? That dude's (laughs) like one of my favorite actors on television. And Mm -hmm. I'm so stoked. I I completely blanked on the fact that he was in this film. He was very good. (laughs) He's balling on 24. He is in. I I um, do not know him. He's in Black Panther. He's a small part in Black Panther. He had a small part in Casino Royale as well. So one thing that I it like they weren't playing it as a joke and I missed symbolism if there was because I was too distracted by how funny it was that all of the mobsters were watching cartoons all the time. Every every Mm -hmm. cartoon was the hit that he was about to commit. Okay, they're all referencing. Isn't that like just a trope of Hitman movie? Like I've seen that before many times. It just felt like a movie made before 1999. It's 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 just like it's. I think it has to do with like the amount of violence in animation as compared to like the violence in the mafia on the streets. Oh, I was I was just chuckling because that that guy was just like, "You guys need to pay your rent." (laughs) Like the world's shittiest mafia, full of just like retirees. Can't even. I said the same thing. I was like, "This is the most weak sauce mafia ever." (laughs) They can't pay their rent, and they also can't kill one dude. Like it's well, point is he's like the best assassin. But also, yeah, no, they're terrible. They're awful. But they don't even. They are. Yeah, they show up and they're like, "Is this the right guy?" I don't know. Just shoot him anyway. I have a theory. They are a bad mafia because I noticed this, and I messaged Ned, and he's like, "No, I never noticed it because I noticed it this time." Every home of a mafia person in this, including the big country mansion, has a for sale sign on it. Uh, the first yeah. thing he does breaks. They are an inept mafia. They're they're all the whole point is like they're all such old dinosaurs, right? Like they're all wrapped up in these whole like these old concepts that make no sense. And that was what Ghost Dog was saying at the end, right? Like we're both part of old, like old cultures, just different ones. Uh I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but like he reads a book about samurai and he's just suddenly a samurai. Like that's like one of my biggest problems about this film is it feels like super cultural appropriation. Like you've never read a self-help reads- book? Hey, I've read a book about samurai. I've read the um the other one, not really this one that him. he reads. But that doesn't but make he does, me he's a not samurai. Dressing. He does not. Dr- I mean, he he he's trying to. I'm going to defend it because I feel like he's, I'm going to defend it as well. <laughs> he's taking the lessons and adopting them to his life. It's one thing if he started walking around in. I don't want what there is. A, if he was walking around in like cultural attire of it, of a samurai, like like the robes or something. I, you could, yeah, but there's like so much I'm taking more... this. I'm going to live my life by this code. Yeah, I agree. But that book isn't even necessarily about the code. The book he read, um, Haga Kura Curry Kura Kura. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try and pronounce it because I'll. Yeah. Now who's being terribly. disrespectful to other cultures? No, absolutely not. I, I tried I, to I look it up beforehand. Yeah, I'm with Ash <laughs> on that moment. But like, it's it's not even like 
the book on this is how you are a samurai. It's just a book that's a collection of essays by a guy who was a samurai that gives you a glimpse into their life. It's not even like, here's the the code of the samurai. Here's the way of the samurai. Like the book of five rings is actually a much more like step-by-step, here's the code. So it's like, it just, I don't understand how that makes him a samurai. I would also say like, I think it's, I think given the conversations about literature, it's, it's, um, it's 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 not fair to assume that what he's read is a book, right? Like he's got the book, like he's got the book that he gives her because mm-hmm. it's a great gateway. But like, it seems to me that the only thing he does is read and kill people, which like I have questions about payment and lifestyle. Like I have questions <laughs> about like concepts, yeah. but I do think like the 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 point seems to be i mean roger ebert in his said like i actually think this is a movie about a very sick person and the movie gets very interesting when you look at it that way mm-hmm. um this is like, also and, how i felt about it <laughs> uh, yeah but like i felt like it, it, for me it's a gorgeous cuz he's not a good person no in right? fact he's a no. he's a truly shit person <laughs> mhm it's just a, it's a it, I love that it's beautifully quiet. It's like a quiet film yeah. that I didn't I don't expect to be quiet. I, I want to say with the one of the most creative deaths I've ever seen in a film, the the plumbing yeah. the plumbing murder. The sink oh, shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably the only interesting scene in this movie. Also the best oh, character in the film. Uh, there was a few interesting cash. scenes there. Yeah. The best the best uh, character in the film is that mobster. Just to be clear, the guy who raps Flava Flav at the high art yes. table. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, about the oh, about man. the book and the philosophy stuff, uh, a real world th- thought about that, though, is like uh, people. Th- hmm, I didn't really have that one all the way planned out. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I watch a lot of uh, GDC videos uh, o- online, uh, the Game, de- game Developers Conference. Yeah, And, uh, they, I talked to people all the time about these videos because the face value of them is they are about game development and how to build a game or like what went wrong when you built your game or like, you know, really like technical stuff. But the wisdom of these people talking about the time they spent doing this very specific task is so widely applicable to every part of like my life and other people's problems that they talk to me so when yeah even if he wasn't reading like the rules of the samurai like i feel like that's how many rule books have you ever read that actually gave you any meaning it's usually the the slice of life stuff where you can be like oh i lived that too you know so i feel like whatever she might have been reading was probably more relevant than the samurai rule book you know Right. Like I'm I don't have a problem with you like like you said like reading something like that and you know taking inspiration from it or finding life lessons but he literally calls himself a samurai. When? The, the- multiple times in the movie. Yeah, he kind of has like he a, says, a samurai he, does X. Yeah, he says it multiple well, he says times. A samurai, yeah, but he doesn't like He says well he also says as a samurai I I can't betray my master and stuff like that. Like he he says it implying himself multiple times. He kind of has like, like a, a girl has I'm no like, name that's vibe. That's not to him. cool. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
I like Ness thing about if he, you know, like if there's an illness to to it, because it's like that's kind of a weird thing that he shows up four years later and is like, "I owe you a debt," and the way I'm going to repay the debt is murder people for you. I listen mm-hmm. though. How but, long do you think it takes to train pigeons? That many pigeons. <laughs> I, I think he's been training pigeons. I mean, was really small. He just weaponized them. <laughs> weaponized pigeons. Did he? I don't think he weaponizes them too well because they clearly the mafia who ha, who sucks at killing normal people Very had good no problem but killing all these normal. birds. Very good it's at killing birds. Trope, it's the old trope of don't try to double cross the person who's the best at killing. No, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking oh. about all the other people yeah. they kill. <laughs> um, I don't know, guys. I thought it was the, really terrible. I'm sorry. Terrible I'm against really? you. That's the that's hit, the the love of opinions. Yeah. For me, yeah. I, I think it's a, a gorgeous look at, at clean single filmmaking and quiet character choices inside a large concept. And uh, I love the concept of like a mafia movie about a mafia that's 20 years too late. I don't know. Like, that's really exciting to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that was that was a really great element of the plot in this was the, <laughs> the framing of... Like, yeah, just a mafia that was just on their way out. Like, holding to code, no one understands. I just don't understand why they were mad that he killed the guy that they asked him to kill. Because the daughter saw it. And they can't kill the daughter. That's why they were mad? Because she's Uh not evil. And, like, you know, they can't. But how does the daughter know that he's connected to them at all? Because she said, did my father send you? Oh. Yeah, but they didn't talk to him, so they don't know that she said that. Correct. Well, we they didn't talk to her. Like she might have said that, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I think uh, the it's one of those like Godfathery like we whacked our own, but he was our own, so we still have to get the vengeance. Like it's such a stupid moral mm. code again. It's all yeah. about dumb moral codes. If it's nobody, all about people living yeah. by codes that probably they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If nobody, well, if nobody saw it, they wouldn't have to clean up. <laughs> It's also like a <laughs> like a big imposter syndrome, right? Like all of yeah. these people are like thinking they're very moral when they're doing really immoral things. And it's just this really weird, interesting duality of like murder is not okay unless you do it in a specific way, which is yeah, like everyone's I mean, play acting at gangster. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's just really interesting. It's like, no, that that's not the truth. Like, you can't just murder somebody in a specific way and have it be not murder. Tell that to um, the U.S. justice system. Oh, my God, Do- Brett, stop. <laughs> stop it. Do you think, okay. I actually have a theory here. The daughter was pulling strings from the beginning. Absolutely. So, so because here's the thing. <laughs> she, here's the thing, and it, and it may, and I just had this, and it makes sense why their stupid code of like yeah we told him to kill the guy but he's an outsider and he killed one of us so we're gonna kill him um if she was trying to plant seeds of that to her dad of get that guy of kill that guy because she obviously was with handsome frank right and he killed handsome frank so it makes sense that she'd be like you dick i'm gonna kill you because you i I think she was trying to take over the mob at the end. She's, I think that too. I'm saying there's that too, but it's like a, yeah, no, you killed this guy who I kind of, I don't know. I liked enough to, I guess be 
romantic. I guess the you know sleep with is the implication. Um, Certainly not. They, they didn't seem to like each other. <laughs> um, but uh, but and then there's the whole. But yeah, why was I, she with, I, with him though? I mean, they were in the room in states of undress together. That's what the no, f- I know, yeah. but why? Don't know. <laughs> I hard I mean, to. I have that I question says, as well. I'm what? He's yeah. a handsome why, what? Frank. It handsome the ladies not a, love not a handsome, handsome Frank. Uh, it it definitely gives off vibes. Uh, just every scene with the daughter is that she's very mistreated on drugs and like kind of carted around like property. Um, so I would mm-hmm. totally buy Pat, not so much that she tried to have ghost dog killed, but that she incited an incident to take down the whole mob to mm-hmm. not only like get control, but also to like, in a weird way, get safe yeah, or feel safe. Britney. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then she also, so she gosh, also orders ghost dog killed at the end. In there though. Right? Like Louis goes to kill on, in my, I interpreted it on her command. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, she's in, com- she's in control, and they establish yeah. it, too, with the whole of where he's yelling at the driver, go, 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 driver's not budging, and she finally mm-hmm. says, all right, we can go, and then they leave. Yeah, mm. that's interesting. I didn't think about that, but that would like, make She sense. is in control, and her demeanor is so, so I think you're right, too, there's definitely, yeah, because her demeanor. Because she, she's wearing a new outfit, too. Like She's she got a power like a suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She puts on those sunglasses. Like, the guns getting bigger. I can't. They're setting up I a wish, sequel like, where the little the little girl tries to hunt her as the new ghost dog. Yeah, it seems like. And it. then she's That's wearing sure. a bear jammies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not subtle in its imagery. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have a little girl pick up a gun and try to shoot somebody. Jeez. And then, oh my god. And then when it clicks. He still stumbles. I mean, like we're right on. We're just we're just having visual cue after visual cue. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was great. I like <laughs> that. I don't know. I like huge it. fan. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, and I know you're not gonna say anything about the music. You know, the RZA did the whole score. Like, did all the music, the background music, Ugh, all gosh. of it. Like, even he, the horror jazz. Yeah, he he scored the. It yeah. was just music and orchestrations by RZA. Cool. Yeah. He's uh, he is like uh, and you guys liked it. Loved okay. every second of it. Do you not like you watch? Out Absolutely Ash. hated the music. Oh, all right. I'm so sorry. We want, oh again. Opinions are fun. And more, more the echo, like the the um the score was the music that I was just like, this is so abrasive and sounds. I don't know. A a lot of this film felt amateur to me. Like it felt amateur hour. It feels like the like ang- to me the mob version of Clerks. Yeah, <laughs> yes. a movie made yeah. for twelve. Yeah, dollars. totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it felt low budget. It didn't feel like amateur, like student film amateur. I wouldn't say it felt any less amateur than like Mad Max, aside from like cinematography. Like that guy's a fucking expert cinematographer um but like story-wise and everything it feels el mariachi-esque like that same oh yeah we made a movie for twenty thousand dollars and we made 9.5 worldwide totally i don't know that that's true but i can agree to to disagree i guess (laughs) the wu-tang references are all over the place though so that's uh 
that's actual a uh, a song that's playing when he's the first sitting outside the bench with ice cream. It's actually a song called Ice Cream of theirs mm. that's playing. And then mm-hmm. uh, that was RZA. That was actually that was RZA who he passed. Who was in the fatigues, the military fatigues, and they do oh. a little like bow to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drives by a club at one point called Liquid Sword, and that was the name. Mm. That's a Wu Tang reference as well. Um, I don't know. I just love the Wu Tang Clan. That's awesome. I don't know why, but I loved the shot of him coming out of the electronics store to walk into the bird store that's just inexplicably next door. Yeah. Like his two, the only two stores he needs are in a single mm-hmm. camera shot. I don't know why I find it so charming. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so useless, but it's so charming to me. That feels like exactly the sort of life that he lives, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, too, like, it's kind of like a beautiful. I don't want to call it beautiful. Yeah, because she's. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I think it's Me like too. a a really beautifully told allegory for racism in America, too. Like all of these. I mean, everyone outside of the mob that's in the story are minorities. And literally the white guys just get to go around and be awful and like murder people without question and without consequence um but then like it's the ghost dog guy that really like takes the punishment you know it's it's kind of interesting like mm-hmm. how they're kind of yeah comparing. but he does shitty things too though that's the that's like the problem like he steals people's cars he steals people's stuff like he's not a good person either though yeah no no he's he's awful characters and it's raymond and the little girl yeah erlene erlene those are the only two good i i mean the little girl that attempted to commit murder i wouldn't say that she's a good person either i mean she's like seven (laughs) she (laughs) and if she was white you'd call it defending herself yeah she was standing her ground please no thank you either way if you pick up a gun and you try to shoot someone and you're seven like fuck man that's terrifying. It's self def- if you just saw the guy that was protecting you get shot. Just think of the news report. Like the y- young girl stops mafia murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At that that encounter they had with the Trump supporter and his son was really interesting too. Oh yeah, my especially gosh. in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, yeah, that was that was like weirdly foretelling of like the, are you talking about the bear scene? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay, also, yeah. Like, yeah, that scene was great, but I wish <laughs> that I had had the subtitles beforehand so that I understood the context, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, but also it's like the look at like racism, you know, like they're doing something terrible. They're like, you know, he's just asking questions like he's not harming them, but then they literally threaten his life because they they know they can get away with it. Which in this instance they didn't, but you know. Questions for a maybe a deeper analysis than we have time for because that scene was really good, uh, but it wasn't any less heavy handed than most of the other metaphors in the movie. Yeah, it actually it felt the most the most heavy handed to me watching it as I was like, Mm -hmm. now we're really on the nose, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good scene, but it felt a bit like shoehorned in there. Yeah. You know, you yeah. could cut that scene in like, the movie is the exact same movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's interesting how he, com- yeah. he kind of like 
comes more, he's way more, he probably said, not counting the voiceover of him reading the passages, obviously not counting that in actual in-world dialogue from the time he shows up and drives up to the country mansion to the end. He probably speaks more than the, than that, like, what was that? Like 30 minutes out than the preceding 90 minutes. I feel mm. like he's way more like animate. Cause like when he's talking to the hunters, he's way more animated and asking questions. And he's kind of like putting on this show. I feel like he just all of a sudden is like, I don't know if he's like knows he's going towards his end. So he just kind of feels freer. Like he let go. I just feel like he's if part I of go the back rouge. And watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> the ru- Oh yes. The- yeah. He was, he's using his white people voice. Yeah. I did hear that. For what me, else? I think, I think, you know, there's a bunch of movies that I look at sometimes and I think like that is, it is a filmmaking 101 movie. But damn, is it good at filmmaking 101. And that's how I <laughs> yeah. feel about this movie. Like, I totally. love a locked down clean single. I love a, like, a shot reverse conversation. I love, you know what I mean? Like, I love a, a dialogue in the beginning that pays off in the end. Like, all of those things are, like, I, I, I would say, for me, the point of the film is, like, it's so heavy-handed that you can't do anything but look at the messages it's beating you over the head with. <laughs> like, it's the only reason it exists is to beat you over the head with these concepts. But I also feel like if you watch, like, Coffee and Cigarettes does the exact same thing, right? Like, the mm. conversations are just bold-faced Straight up conversations no human being has ever had for the sake of like the audience being like, oh, that's a deep thought. It's like a I heart Huckabee's syndrome where they're having a bunch of conversations where you're like, okay, but can we back up to the part where this isn't a conversation humans have? Like, yeah. And that's like the part where it feels a bit amateur to me, where it's like, you know, people don't actually talk like that. For that's sure. not like the conversation. I mean, that said 101. And then, you know, there's also. Yeah. Yeah, There's it's not 102. Like, <laughs> he said it's entry level. <laughs> yeah. There's just other like directorial decisions in this that uh, just came off really amateur to me. You know, like the use of like, like I get it, he's ghost dog, but like the use of the ghost trails sometimes felt amateur-y. The use of cross dissolves not to show a passage of time. The cross dissolves purely just, just to show to fight scene problems. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like why if they didn't so do that, like that during the mansion murder scene, that would have been a very boring mass murder. It was already a well, very boring mass murder. It is not a yeah. good yeah. fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Is like to me, he's a very boring character, and the story is very boring. Like it, just, he doesn't. He literally doesn't even know. He's so passive. That he doesn't even know that they're trying to kill him until he meets up with that one guy that he's the ward of. And that guy tells him. And we're like almost halfway through the film. And he's done nothing. I think he knew as soon as he got the message from the pigeon. No, he didn't. Because the guy told him and he specifically like reacted to it. But I think he might be Uh, like like, hitting the nail on the head there, Ash. I think that might actually be the whole point of the movie. Agreed. Is, <laughs> is there's this guy who, uh, by all means, is he's good at killing people, but he's a big idiot, and he's <laughs> being targeted by a bunch of big idiots, and they they each read 
their fucking books and have these stupid ass ideas in their head that somehow make it okay for them to go around town killing people because it's for their own causes and they're just a bunch of Mm -hmm. fucking idiots and at the (laughs) end when they're all dead that's the point the fucking idiots need to just fucking die that's the point of the movie Uh, I mean, I I also think like, you know, you ask the question of like, why is today unlike any other day? And like Louis says, like, I haven't seen him in four years, but he sends a message that says like, we need to meet, right? Like, so for Mm -hmm. Ghost Dog, that's got to tell him that something's horribly wrong, right? Like they don't meet, they just send a pigeon, which like we can ask questions about carrier pigeons. They don't make sense to me, but like, oh, I just assumed passenger pigeons when he said (laughs) the old, the old mafia. Guy is very clear on that. Who we don't know what his role is. He's just there. It's to yell passenger pigeon <laughs> yeah, and have a heart attack. There. He's like, if right? if there was a mafia Muppet, it's him. Like, <laughs> uh, I just assumed he was lying because he was lying to them about other things as well. I I think he does see Ghost Dog often. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I I, I think that was a lie. Because he was lying to them about responding to the message. And I think he was just trying to distance himself from Ghost Dog because he didn't want them to know how personal of a relationship they actually had. Sure. Heck, yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah. but they actually did follow through with the pigeon every day. So who knows how much of it was true and how much of it was self-defense <laughs> yeah. lying. There was a more, I mean, other than the fact that they outright talked about Rashomon. There was a uh, another Rashomon <laughs> they just, reference. They just throw Rashomon <laughs> yeah. in I mean, your face. <laughs> yeah, well, it's how how Ghost Dog and Louis met. When they do the two flashbacks, they each remember it slightly differently. With mm-hmm. like the main thing being where the guy who point mm. where the gun is pointed, whereas yeah, each of them remembers the person that Louis shot pointing the gun at them. Like Louis remembers it him drawing the gun on him, and Ghost Dog remembers that the guy had the gun pointed at him. Oh, himself. interesting. Uh, I hadn't noticed that. That also, to me, feels yeah, very filmmaker one hundred one y. Like now we're yes, back to like my, it's my very same vibe blunt. of like one hundred one. It's not. Yeah, we sit our our we sit our moral compasses on great display with no shades of gray, and it's like <laughs> and it's we go such such a weird vibe. This is that like the the thing that is both good and bad about this is the concept of like. And you tell the story with the pictures, see? And, like, yes, we're making a movie, but good God. <laughs> yeah. One of, yeah. My, one of my absolute favorite films is uh, uh, The Brothers Bloom. And The Brothers Bloom does the yeah. exact same thing, which is just, like, a gorgeous movie. Now, that's high budget. They had, like, a $40 million budget. Yeah. But, like, everything about that movie is, remember that line from minute 20? It's the ending. Yeah. <laughs> like, <this is> the <laughs> whole film. Can they do it for two hours? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But why? Why did we have a scene of him taking a nap in bird shit? Oh, um, I, why? Unclear. That really uh, recontextualizes uh, Home Alone too. For I me. could. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell also, you from a family that yeah. grew up with birds. When you are a a bird person, you become blind to bird poop and it's terrifying and disgusting. Ew. Ooh. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. super gross. Mm-hmm. But again, also was, like that was one of the things where I'm like, why why as a director are we making a decision to have a scene where he's just like fucking sleeping in person? Well, I, I also mess? like I mean I I do have questions like I think it's because of other movies, but I'm so conditioned to think like hitmen get paid millions of dollars. 
I'll be like, why is he in the mm-hmm. shack on the roof and where is the mm-hmm. money going? Like, I have yeah. questions. Yeah. It was going into his money clip to just mean, see that roll. Yeah, yeah, he was saving. But they were all it. dollars. Yeah. Do you think that that mob that can't pay their He's rent is paying him a fair wage? That's a very good point. And yeah. he only gets paid once a year at the first day of autumn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that That's, explains that the apartment. Oh. He's living off of free yeah, ice that cream. Enca- <laughs> that encapsulates that like. Uh, he only gets paid on the first so, day of but, autumn and him flipping his fucking gun like it's a goddamn sword. Okay, but like, I love that. That was such a time period, though. Like, that was a time. Like, but I this love, movie I love this encapsulates thing. that year. He's got. <laughs> for sure. He has a disorder. He is not. He's not well. He is not well. But I'm saying I knew those people in you high brought school. It, I'm sorry. You brought it up. It's not your like theory. That. You brought it up. You, you just mentioned it as a theory. It is Ebert's theory, and I don't agree with the theory. <laughs> but here's the thing. I totally buy that from someone who, like, and maybe not. Who knows what his background is? Obviously, he's probably not great. Like, he was getting the mm-hmm. shit kicked out of him for who and almost killed when Louis found him. Um. I feel like everyone has done something like that. They're as a younger that they roll their eyes at, like, "Oh, you were trying so fucking hard to like force yourself into this box because this is who you decided you wanted to be." Mm-hmm. So it's like, depending where you are in your developmental, I totally buy if he's super like, "This is me." Like he finds this book, he's like, "Yes, this is me. This speaks to me. This is who I'm going to be." And then you would just, and he has no one else. He has no one to check yeah. him. He has no one to be like tone it back you're being a, a fucking weirdo like he's just on his own so there's no one to t- check him of like knock it off so you would do things like that mm-hmm. i feel like i totally believe he would do things like that like you will pay me once a year on the first day of autumn for i'm sam yeah. and i'm a warrior fuck i know people I'm today like, that are like that yeah that's what i'm saying i told especially it's like since he's on his own it's like if he had a family or people around him there would be people would be like dude what the fuck like, you're not a fucking samurai. We're in Jersey City. Like, <laughs> stop. Okay? Or, like, or they let him do it for like a decade, people. and it's like become <laughs> yeah. too much a part of his personality that saying something now would just kill yeah. them. Like, but he literally <laughs> has nobody. He has nobody that would like know this. So he's like, if you're just left to your own devices, I totally see you f- see a person falling down a rabbit hole of like, this is who I am and taking and building mm-hmm. up this ethos around themselves. Mm-hmm. totally i yeah. believe it no yeah it doesn't I mean, mean you have to like it saying. i'm just saying i find it very believable i i am like, fairly certain. right well i mean that's what i was saying is i knew people in high school at yeah. this in this time period that this film was made that were totally that character yeah, yeah. I, like one of totally. them is my ex-boyfriend from high school he was a fucking idiot one tool. of them is my ex-boyfriend as well yeah yeah he like went to I don't know, like some Eastern religion camp thing and like just ate up that like lifestyle. Dumping on ex-boyfriends. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. Again, I would some say, real winners. I met them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say too, here's the thing. They, I'm assuming, grew out of it, but it's not just because they grew on their own. It's because you have people around you. Like yeah, you have, I wouldn't know. He's dead to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought glad. I didn't hear. I, so I heard that he's to... dead first. Yeah. yeah it's like, like, I was like, damn, that's cold. Um, <laughs> I, but uh, also I didn't know. hear the, it took me a second for the, to me to catch up. And I was like, gotcha. damn, Ash. 
She's cold. Um, but I'm saying he is he he has the only communication he has is with Raymond, and they don't speak the same language. And before, because Perlene is new, mm-hmm. like a new connection, and then yeah, messages on pigeons to Louis. So he has oh, no one to check messages. his crazy this personal asshole. indulgences. He's he such no, an he has, asshole. He has no one to check his <laughs> indulgences. So he would be like, there's no one for him to bounce stuff off of. So if he reads something or sees something, he's like, that's cool. That speaks to me. I'm going to do that. He has literally no one to tell him, nah, nah, maybe don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Shout out yeah. to the random Noah's Ark scene where the guy they talk to only speaks Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, "What? Where was that?" So, did everyone hear? So, watch the clips with the subtitles. Ash, yeah. Oh, yeah. did well, I, like, I, I don't know if the Ash thing did. that Brett sent only had one scene, but I watched. Yeah. No, but if you search, it, there's more. There's like three of there's, them. Th- they do all three oh. of the scenes with Raymond. The autoplay was French like with... the next one, but yeah. But oh. so, so the boat scene where the guy's building a boat on a roof, uh, they yell at him in French. And uh, as with all the other scenes, Forrest Whitaker responds with the exact same words in English, not realizing that they're saying the same thing. And uh, then uh, the guy turns around and responds in Spanish. And that's the end of the scene. Gotcha. And that's like that whole character and interaction is just another. It it really reinforces this whole like uh, ghost dog being by himself vibe. Like he can't understand his best. It's it's. I mean, I don't know. Now that you said it, it's it's un. It, you can't unsee the mental illness angle on this because he's a guy who is fucking weird, doing weird shit. Can't understand even his best friend, let alone anyone else in town. Uh, and the one guy that he com- regularly actually does communicate with, uh, like is using him and. I don't know. It's like a weird. Oh, not, you shouldn't say it because now him? that's all I got. Louis is using him to murder. <laughs> Louis, yeah. Oh, right. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's so. it's it's it definitely is. Watching it again, I was like, hmm. We are watching a one-on-one course in a bunch of very specific decisions, including <laughs> clean singles and locked-off cameras. <laughs> what do y'all mm-hmm, think of mm-hmm. the ghost dog? Like Forrest Whitaker as a whole. No, the actual the, dog? The, act, the literal dog, ghost dog. Oh, oh the dog, the that, dog like, that shows up and calls him out on being shitty. He had to stare the staring contest dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, a little. That's like now we're hitting the point where I'm like, oof, we are hitting heavy handedness, Mister Jim. Hey, <laughs> at least it wasn't like a bone white dog. True, he wasn't like, seeing a fake dog. dog. Like, why's the dog gotta be like, white, Pat? Because ghosts. Come on. <laughs> But what the one pigeon though was white. The one that survived, yeah. No, the, Wait, that pigeon was super dead. The all white yeah, albino yeah, pigeon was one. dead as hell. Oh, she, mm-hmm. yeah, the speckled one. I don't. I can't. Honestly, yeah. can't visualize any of the pigeons. They're all. They're just birds. <laughs> the one that lived with, had a white head with black speckles across its body. All right, correct. You are one hundred. As much as I'm. Correct. <laughs> I'm an apologist of this movie. I still do get shivers with the bird stuff because I feel like I always, I feel like, and maybe I'm misinformed that like I always think filthy, like dirty. Yeah. And poop everywhere. No, he literally was laying in bird shit. It's filthy. This is like one of my like personal, like totally nothing to do with the movie things, but like 
Pigeons, I don't love them because they are dirty, but they shouldn't have been. They used to be gorgeous pet birds, and then, like, a bunch of people released them, and now they are pigeons. But, like, pigeons when fed well. Yeah, they're awful, but, like, pigeons, (laughs) like... Like, if you research, like, how pigeons got to the United States, it's, like, a really sad thing. They're, like, really gorgeous birds who, like, don't get to eat any of their normal, like, what their body needs to function. Like, mm. white bird poop means the bird is insanely unhealthy, and that is the only thing pigeons have. Oh. <laughs> uh, That's, That's, like, sad. on my list of, like, personal, like, ah, the pigeons. So if I, yeah. If I understand... My animal facts correctly. I believe doves and pigeons are almost the same. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah. Mm. And so it's like Mm. they kind of bred off (laughs) and they're supposed to be the same, but one is more healthy than the other. (laughs) You're saying doves are just bougie pigeons? Yeah. So like the pigeons are gray because they eat trash. So like how we call raccoons (laughs) trash pandas, we can start calling them trash doves. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. when trash doves cry. Love it. Uh, I uh, 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 I also think I was like thinking back. This is not something I'd thought of when I was a impressionable high school student watching this film. But uh, I I'm solidly impressed with whoever they got to do the bird handling in this film. Brett has like, a good theory on that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy that was handling the birds was the bird handler. The mobster, like, yeah, I agree. The mobster, yeah, yeah. Like because he he on in the shot he caught the bird twice, yeah. twice. Oh, it was the same one, same guy at both times. Yeah, that's yeah, and same bird. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like they cut and then he had it in his hand. Like he grabbed it on camera and it chilled in his mm. hands. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, flipped right over on its back. Yeah, it was like he also was a rough actor. No. Many of yeah. them were, but like he was solidly <laughs> yeah. rough. So the acting in this film, the French guy's the best. He's amazing. He's the yeah. best actor in the He's film, so in good. my opinion. I highly recommend so you good. look up his work. He does so much TV work, and he's so good. Oh, uh, yeah, and he wasn't like okay. even doing a lot, but he kind of stole every scene he was in. Yeah, yeah, I liked him totally. Um, I also really yeah. love. I will say, my favorite actor is the like is Sonny, the guy who gets shot through the drain pipe at the end of the movie. Like, he's, oh, he's yeah. the one who has the most, he's he's the simplest actor who has the most depth because, like, out of nowhere, he loves Flava Fave, and that's what they give him. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> did, big fan so of that good. guy. Speaking of him, did you like how Brett's theory about um, how they came up with the name Ghost Dog was literally a whole scene in the film? Yes. They're like, there's like Snoop Dogg and Flavor Flav. Like verbatim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I pointed it out. I was there like, oh, you don't know. Yeah. And he said and it, and I was he... like, see you in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and and while I wasn't super annoyed with, with most of the stuff that was weird in this movie, that scene and that specific writing trope is like, uh, gets on my nerves where it's like, okay, just because you called mm-hmm. out your shitty writing doesn't make it not shitty. <laughs> Yeah. They're like, but what if it was yep. instead of instead of like making fun of rap names, what if it was appropriating Native American culture instead? See deeper than you thought, audience. And it's like, no, just no. <laughs> I don't think I've seen this movie since I went to college and I went to college on Cayuga Lake. So when he was like, I'm Cayuga, I was like, that hits differently than it used to. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, though, that felt that scene felt set up, you know, where they were like, 
doing the shitty stuff about Native American names. And then here we are with this guy that they think is Native American and he's like stupid white men. You so know? that's Gary Farmer. He was in Dead Man. He played nobody and he has the same line in nobody. He calls Johnny the stupid fucking white man. <laughs> Look, you gotta know your type. That's a that's a great paycheck. I also, I do love the idea of this world. I mean, this world is insane, right? But also in this world, mm-hmm. there are three separate humans within a very small radius that all deal with pigeons on their roofs. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> what the you fuck? Know, like, this is a you thing know? in Jersey City. I think it's actually way more common than you'd know. Like, I want, that's, her, that's our next podcast. It's an investigative journalism piece on that. <laughs> it's well, a pigeon. So my pigeon cast. Yeah, my brother used to live with like a bunch of roommates and like the guy that owned the house kept pigeons. And then like a girl that went to college with me, she's like, here's all my pigeons. I'm like, where the fuck are these people? Where do they come from? Yeah, it turns out pigeons aren't just like a a wild nuisance. They are all pets. Oh, God. (laughs) Every pigeon, every pigeon is a pet. I feel like the 90s, I mean, sometimes there's stuff that's, I don't know. Is it tropes? Is tropes the only word that uh, that describes a thing that people did for a while? Uh, uh, but pigeons were a thing mm-hmm. in the '90s. There, it was. There was this. Uh, there was yeah. the, the Home Alones. I feel like the pigeons were a big deal. Like rooftop pigeons were a big deal. And Hey Arnold. Uh, yeah. Th- th- like it was oh, just yeah. a thing. Yeah. And then there's the the trope of the gun buried under the floor. Yeah. Super, well, the pigeons is a way channel thing, <laughs> which he hot, which is unlocked with a key under a panel less than a foot away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but you have to know which panel, and then you have to know which other panels to slide. Yes, okay, I it's was. very guys. No, it's foolproof. I was like, man, Stop. they really wanted this in perfect. one shot, didn't they? Like they really yeah, wanted right. a single camera angle of this. It's a. Uh, yeah, it was perfect. Uh, my favorite 90s-ism was in the cars. Hey, well, like the CDs. Remember, you know, remember, remember CDs, Ken, kids? Remember yeah. Kenwood uh, stereos? I, I yes, said the stereos. I had, yes, with the, the little like digital. That like, flipped and then the, down the bars so that go up and down. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Fl- yes, yeah, yes. Brett totally bought a knockoff of those at the flea market and had it installed in his, uh, what, 1991 Saturn? Yeah. I had one of my '95 Honda Accord. So we- <laughs> my, ni- my 1999 Honda Civic had like the exact stereo from one of those cars. Excellent. Oh yeah, yeah. like that blue pretty light. Pretty sure my car yeah. still has a stereo. Like nailed it. <laughs> it's pretty old. I uh, like, it's just, like the fact uh, that it had a screen you could adjust and like turn up the bass and the little gra- <laughs> and the little bars was like rrr, like go up and down <laughs> like. How is having physical C- CDs so much worse and so much better than today? I I, I I I'll fight back on that. It's so much better today. Period. <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah, I kind of miss the iPod, but uh, well, I do miss you the guys iPod. don't you don't live yeah. with Sam, who is constantly asking the, the Google oh, Home God. to play a specific song, and then it plays a cover of that song. Yeah, well, we're also we're, oh, that's frustrating. We're mourning the loss of Google Music because they switched to YouTube Music, so it will auto default to the most popular YouTube playlist instead of 
the author that you're asking to play. Yeah, she's like, play like specific artists well, you have and specific to ask album. The whole... And it's just like, oh, yeah, sure, here's a playlist. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you. So I asked, I mean, I had <laughs> oh. the, Brett watched a YouTube video about Weird. how good the Shrek um, soundtrack is and like the score. So I had it stuck in my head and I was it like, good. I was like, play, yeah, it's Powell, John Powell. I was like, uh, play the Shrek score. And then it was like, okay, playing Shrek. And it was like a fucking Shrek remix mixed with like- Like tr- Shrek a- trap remix. Yeah, a like- Shrek <laughs> trap oh. remix. And I was like, no, this is fucking that, bullshit. Whoa, whoa. That is the fuck? sentence of my nightmares. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to hear this trap remix. Yeah. So what do you use Google Home? Yes. Yeah. Do you have Spotify? You can link your Spotify to it. We previously had paid for Google Music. And we um, didn't have Spotify. I was trying real so. hard to well, only pay for one service. So yeah, I think we're switching. I yeah. use Spotify. And then, well, because on your phone, once it's playing on the Google Home, if it's not exactly what you want, you can open the app on your phone and keep keep playing it on the house speaker and, like, change on your phone and get exactly what you want. And uh, I use Apple Music. I don't have these problems. I also do the <laughs> Apple Music. Sorry to the the five <laughs> listeners of this show that listen to us on Spotify, but uh, I don't like Spotify for giving Joe Rogan so much money. Um, before we delve into politics, can we wrap up? Because I got ten <laughs> minutes to get my pregnancy sure. burrito. Ten sure. minutes to burrito. Well, <laughs> ten minutes to order burrito. Oh gosh! Wrap up. Wrap up. How, how does uh, how does the wrap up work you, on your show? Final uh, thoughts. We yeah. So go do we? One at a time. Do we want to go positive to negative? Because I feel like I know what this or order is going to uh, go. Or did you want to go negative to positive? I don't know. Let's no, go. Ash, 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 get it out of the way. You go first. Ash, rip <laughs> the band <laughs> off. Uh, okay. Uh, I thought this movie was super boring. Uh, I thought the main character was extremely passive and didn't actually do much in the film. Plot wise, not a lot happened and. Despite what you guys said at the beginning of the uh, the podcast, I found this extremely predictable. It's very, it's very like he literally tells you what he's going to do before he does it uh, with these like passages from the book. There's really not any surprises in the plot. There's not a lot of character development, in my opinion. He doesn't really change. He's the same character throughout the whole film. He's perfect. Um, he is. And <laughs> don't interrupt her final thoughts. It's rude. Uh, and yeah, I just, ugh, I, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm mad that I had to watch this film because I really didn't like <laughs> it. Of all of the movies, you're mad at this one? This was really bad. Yeah. It was so boring. Oh my, I like, I, I was watching the movie and I kept checking the time code and being like, how is there still an hour left? How is there still 30 minutes left? How is there still nine minutes left? Like, I was just counting down the time till this film would be over. And then Pat's like, watch these scenes again with the subtitles. And I'm like, do I really have to? I'm so done with this movie. I don't want to watch anymore. So I'm sorry. I did not enjoy it. I The only scenes I found in- even remotely interesting were the scene with the bear and shooting the guy through the sink and the rest of it, I just, nothing really happened. Nothing interesting. I don't know. I just didn't, didn't enjoy it. And there were a lot of directorial and acting decisions that I found extremely cringy. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> okay. All right. We can still yeah. be friends. Oh, you want me to go? Go ahead. All right. 
Um, is this technically like an amazing movie? No, I think the assessment of it being a film 101 movie is is accurate. But I uh, was kind of surprised at how much I got out of it. And I was fairly entertained the whole time. Um, surprisingly, I think I came out liking it in a weird way. With the full acknowledgement that it's not like the best movie. But I think what they did, they did pretty well. Um, it's it's certainly flawed and dated. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. I think it's definitely a better version of <laughs> of the movie that we all hated. That I can't think of the name. Boondock. Like, it's is not. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yes. Absolutely. It doesn't extol domestic terrorism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, well, kind of. A little girl <laughs> picks up a gun. Yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't extol religious terrorism. I would argue it doesn't glorify that, though. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah, religious terrorism. I would argue it's framed like kind of not pleasant, but. Yeah, I would, I, I would agree with that. And like, it wasn't until after she felt threatened that she picked the gun up so it's like a little different um yeah so definitely some cultural appropriation problems but also kind of like an interesting look into like minorities and how they're treated and like it created its own weird funky little universe that kind of helped me suspend my disbelief of like mobsters running around shooting each other <laughs> so i i enjoyed it i'll leave it there all right uh there's a band Brit? that i really like what that why are you always what <laughs> you know it always has a point it always what gets there and you're always like off, though what a lead off to the essay that is whatever i want a super i want a super cut i want a super cut of brett's final yes. thoughts like opening lines that are like yes. miles away from his point and then he has to like get back to <laughs> And the amount of times it takes Sam by, like, <laughs> the pure shock. You married this man, Sam. You know. I you should know. know, but every time, I'm like, where the fuck are you going with this? <laughs> All right, there's a band. There's a band that uh-huh. I really like. Uh, and it's it's a band that I cannot actively say is a good band. Uh, because they're, is they're big, sexy noise. It is big, sexy noise. Uh, and they are, uh, they are ugly on purpose. Every sound yeah. in every track is abrasive it. and gross and gritty and like it hurts your ears. But together they create something that is intentional and cohesive in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I go back and check it out again because it's just like, that was really interesting. <laughs> the way they fucking did this. They made uh, art with a bunch of stuff that I didn't really like. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of how this movie was for me was, uh, there's a bunch of stuff in this movie that I don't like. Um, I, was fully on team ash for the first like 30 minutes until like stuff happened because i was like they are taking a long time to get to the point here yeah uh the my first, first 30 minutes were i rough. sent a tweet out to the group that when with the opening shot of the film on the on the uh roof and i was like it's the uh it's the pigeon coop from fucking batteries not included yes. the other like one of the worst movies <laughs> we've ever watched that one i hated way worse that than was that movie. was a fucking dumpster fire uh, um, you guys 
need to go back and re-listen to that episode because you guys defended that film (laughs) and you were not on team hating it. But ever since, you have a memory of hating it for some reason. But re-listen to the episode. I think that was it. it. That was before the time when we were like, we could openly just fucking hate things. I don't care about hurting the (laughs) the feelings anymore. It's over. It's 2020, bitches. Very sincerely Uh, by our first listener. So we wanted to try. Yeah, yeah. We were trying not to crush Tax. Feeling sorry, Tax. Um, (laughs) 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 uh, But. So anyway, uh, this is, this is a, a a visual version of a bunch of dissonant noise that came together to create something that's pretty interesting. Uh, the, the appropriation, the racial slurs, there's some problematic stuff in the movie for sure. Um, cinematography stuff that i wasn't a fan of uh sp- specifically that you know yeah the weird frame jumping and all that the uh uh mm-hmm. it's just too reminiscent of other movies i didn't like like boondock saints and re- the recently reviewed gangs of new york where they were like hey mate let's let's make <laughs> our own fucking boondocks but like it's it's gangs in new york <laughs> like just whatever uh but i liked it i, I will never watch <laughs> it again voice but <laughs> But I liked it. I would say this is a uh, another movie that's this in the category. Has so many ups and downs. Yeah, so no, it is. It's because it's a conf- it's a conflicting <laughs> it movie. Because I didn't hate it. I actually like this movie. I'm never gonna watch it again. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's and it's like every Stephen King movie that I watch. It's the conversation that we've had about it in the second half of the show is way more fun than the movie was. Uh, that's it's it's a thing that's going to be more fun to remember than it was to watch, and for that, it was worth doing. Mm. Yeah, I'll go because I'm fast. Um, I think all the criticisms have fair points, and especially there's things that are like a lot of Ash's criticisms are objectively there are some objective correctness to it. I still like enjoyed watching it. There's something about it that is very. I like how slow it is and how like low key and lo fi it is. And just there's definitely nostalgia because like Ned, I liked this when I, you know, I, I discovered this as a young, impressionable lad. And obviously that colors it a little bit, but something about it is just very, I don't know, Zen for me. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out that I was watching this movie and a bunch of people have gotten back to me on, on various forums. And one of them oh. was a crew being like, I watched this movie in a high school philosophy class. And I don't know if I learned a lot about philosophy, but this movie left its mark on and like i feel like that's that's part of of the vibe of the movie so shout out to dice populi which is a wonderful podcast if people want to know um but for me like i we live in an age of slick filmmaking everything is about slickness it's about cleanliness it's about it's about the the most polished packaged product you can put together and delivered to 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 audiences and in a time like Mm -hmm. that i think we i think there is a loss of earnest filmmaking the only kind of gritty filmmaking that's getting made is your noah bombbox right it's your it's your dramatic heart wrenchers like they don't no one's making earnest films right now and um there's a lot of earnestness to even the really ugly parts of this film um which i think is the point right like the old dinosaur thing i keep coming back to like it feels like in 1999 he's talking about like 
does anyone believe that they say these words anymore? Like, that's how it felt <laughs> watching it. It was like, that was the commentary I was supposed to take away from these people. And in doing so, mm-hmm. like, I think the movie is very earnest. And I found myself charmed by a movie that is so simple that it plainly lays out what it wants you to to talk about and then doesn't shy away from it for the whole film. Is that a good thing? I don't know that I'll make that kind of movie, but I hope I have the balls to someday. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, I think the yeah. earnestness point is is very good. You know, yeah. I think personally, I'm not against CG. I I do like CG and I have made many stuff yeah, with me CG. <laughs> but I think the problem with CG is a lot of times it makes a, a filmmakers focus on like the perfectness of like making something so perfect and you – because when you're putting CG into something, you're really watching that clip over and over and over again more times than you would if you were just editing a normal scene. And I think that makes maybe filmmakers overanalyze and hyperanalyze. And we get these films, you know, don't get me wrong, I love the Marvel films, but you get these films like the Marvel films that come out and every single frame is like perfect and gorgeous and, you know, beautifully manicured and all that stuff. And so you don't get the rough around the edges. You don't get the dirty, you know, nothing's shot on film anymore. You don't get the dirty hairs and grains and scratches in the film and stuff like that. And and you don't get like, you know, we we talk about practical effects a lot in this podcast because I think we're all fans of it whenever we see it. And, you know, that always feels nitty gritty, a little more dirty and real. So I think that's a great point. I, yeah. I uh, The perfect example of the overly polished film that makes me want to die is uh, Alita Battle Angel. Shout out to oh, one of the most yeah. overpolished turds I've ever watched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a reason you don't see earnest films anymore these days. And that's, you know, because this wouldn't be the same without Jim Varney. God rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> wow. That's a wrap. Take us out. Wait, uh, who is that? Ned, Ned, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'm you so happy tell everybody, to have done this. <laughs> you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Oh, again? no, I'm Googling it. Uh, you can find me at Ned Donovan everywhere. Uh, uh, there's a pretty famous British pretty famous British journalist named Ned Donovan, but I got in before he did on the internet, so he's forced to have like other versions, so sometimes I get his hate mail, which is kind of funny. Um, oh. and, uh, 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 my big project right now is in counterparty. I don't know when this episode launches, but we're recording it three days before the third season launches. Uh, Ooh. season Ooh. one spent just less than eight weeks on Apple's new and noteworthy charts. Season two is charted in 50 countries for comedy fiction. Uh, and we just literally earlier this week got a feature article by sci-fi talking about what we're doing with season three and onwards. And I hope you'll come check out the show. That's amazing. All right. Oh, that's too bad. It's not doing well. We're, I'm so sorry to hear that. I have made a bunch of failure projects, and Encounter Party is not one of them yet. That's like a whole other conversation we should have about like failure. And I just released a video about failing at making a film, and that's been like my whole theme since I released it. Is all this? I think that's interesting talking about. People don't talk about how much you fail before you succeed. If we want to get on a cu- on the horn and talk about that, Ash, at any time, I've got laundry lists of talks to talk about. <laughs> All right. Sam needs to get a burrito. Yeah, though, go so. get your burrito. We'll do it later. Yes. Ash, Ash. Engage the audience. 
And if you want to follow us, you can follow us at Let's Rewatch on Twitter. Um, we do fun things like we do movie polls where you guys get to pick the movie or in this case where you didn't pick the movie, I tweet a screenshot and we see who can guess the movie. And um, the Chosen One Project got it came right in and said ghost dog also dole whip and dreams just came in with ghost dog and he knew that it was with ned <laughs> of course uh, i i love natty good good human <laughs> yes check out check out ned's episode that's on his dole business card dreams, actually he was on that as well <laughs> that is that's true yeah. <laughs> and yes I, I i talk uh uh the great mouse detective on dole whip and dreams Ooh. Oh, that's such it a used, good one. It used you to know, be. that's one that I said not as good on the the repeat. Yeah, yeah. I was. Well, I, I had that seen fear. It, in a long time. it was originally supposed to be called Basil of what? Baker Street, and, and it should it. have been. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, if you you don't have feelings, do you? <laughs> if you like our podcast more than uh, collectively we liked this movie, please give us a review on iTunes. Or that's the only one that matters. iTunes on iTunes. Podchaser. On Hit the them iTunes. up on Podchaser. Podchaser matters these days. Okay. okay. Give reviews on Podchaser. Okay. I got a sponsor from Podchaser, so I, I highly recommend it. All right. Uh, and then Pat, something CPOV, and then we can close it out. Yeah, we're part of the certain POV network of shows. There is a bajillion awesome shows with amazing, delightful people like Dole and Dreams with Maddie that we just referenced, or mm-hmm. Reignite, Another Pass, Fun and Games with Matt and Jeff, Scruffy Nerfurter, Screen Snark, Men of Steel, The Real Movie Critic versus The Cineguy, who were just on our last episode that came out as of us recording this so two episodes ago. Uh, Circle of Friendship, Rob Thomas, No, Not That One cast. <laughs> Let's rewatch What's That Show? I Don't Know. And Judging Book Covers. <laughs> the Rob Thomas out. one killed Ned. Rob Thomas, Not That One is so funny. <laughs> this is extra funny because i was talking about how i didn't get the name of that podcast last time we recorded (laughs) i'm a big matchbox 20 fan over here well they aren't uh join (laughs) us next time when we watch (laughs) the sequel to lava lantula to lava to lantula oh my god really I'm going to need a reread on that, please. (laughs) It's a tarantula of lava? CPOV. CertainPOV.com.